Hello, listener, and welcome back to Serendipity City. This time, we're catching back up with Iro, Fancy, and Fox, who are looking for Rachel, the missing shapeshifter girlfriend of Melody, a human teenager who came to them seeking help. After some adventures around town, the crew thought they'd run into a dead end, but then found a lead connected to the mysterious fae group, the Lightbringers, which they're now following up on. Also, there are some content warnings in the show notes, mostly around gun violence, and there are detailed timestamps at the end of the show notes in case you need those. This is the last episode of season one, so make sure to listen to the outro for notes on how we'll be moving forward and what's happening next. Without further ado, let's get into it. As I remember it, last time we had sort of run dry on leads as far as the werewolves and other shapeshifters had gone. However, the attack of the Fae that were apparently known as the Lightbringers um, has revealed a hidden compound in the vicinity of the area where character name disappeared. Rachel. Rachel, whose girlfriend is... Melody. Melody. Yeah, look at us. We do remember things about the game that we're playing online. I, like, just, just sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just put together that probably the reason that I said Rachel was because I've been playing... Rachel is their girlfriend's name is because I've been playing Life is Strange, um, which I have not done with yet, so no spoilers. Okay, so I think that we just said that you guys were, like, on your way there? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah we-, we had just gotten, like, a location and that we were about to do a fashion montage to head out. <laughs> I think, no, Iroh's got no time for fashion montages. <laughs> I, no, a child think, has been kidnapped and he is ushering you I out think, the door. No, I think we totally had just finished when we were like, okay, and we fade out as the fashion montage goes. So we've skipped it. You can, we'll skip it for this time. Okay, okay. Okay, so we pick back up and are y'all going in separate cars? Are y'all going in Iroh's truck? Well, Nancy doesn't have a car, so oh, she kind of relies. I believe you had talked about doing some kind of glamouring and... That's right. We stole one of their cars. Yes, Yes. that is what we're going to do. We're going to... I'm going to try to make us... You stole it and filled it with bodies. In the trunk. Right, to move them to a safe location. (laughs) Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to take Iroh's truck back to Iroh's apartment, pull around to the alley in the back uh, where he had stashed the Faye's car, find it, open up the trunk, pull out the bodies... Toss them in a dumpster and then huddle up. Wasn't the whole point of taking the bodies to be able to hide them in a proper place? We just dump like a, them in a dumpster anyways? Listen, this is a temporary holdover until Iroh finds a really secure looking dumpster. Okay, so later we're going to take the bodies out of the dumpster? As needs be. Okay. So, but why do we need to take them out of the car at all? Because if we get into a weird situation where we need to open the trunk in front of them, I don't want three of their brothers to be lying there. But Might be a little bit we awkward. Need to open up the trunk? I don't know. I'm just planning on contingencies. I'm just <laughs> planning. Maybe they're like, "Oh, good, you brought the car back. Hey, I've got the ice box already. Let's let's pop the trunk open because we're getting ready for our camping trip, should, which you should, know about because you're one of us." Should should we grab their clothes? Well, that's what we're huddling up about. Okay. Ira was going to ask, so, uh, so, so. Sorry, I, uh, I'm sorry to steal your thunder. No, abs- <laughs> no, there's no thunder to be stolen. These are all very good questions because Iroh's behavior is very atypical for Iroh. He's actually he's like a little bit manic. He's very, very like tunnel visioned at this but point. But what were they wearing, Michelle? They were wearing duds. Oh, 
I think I just said fancy clothes, right? Okay. I mean, they were like, they were dressed. I didn't know if they were like men in black style where they all had like tuxedos <laughs> on. I kind tuxedos? Of, I kind of had Do you that? think that the men in black wear tuxedos? <laughs> they wear like nice the suits. They wear suits. Yeah, tuxedos are very I different. I was nice gloss right over that. Oh, no. That's a fashion <laughs> crime. We're not going to... Listen, Iroh is not all about fashion. Brendan, Brendan is here about fashion. I think they'd fit on the two of you, but probably not on Iroh. Well, Ira's you're going a big boy. to do also, Jennifer, can you pull up the move that you were going yes, to do? Yes, that is what Iroh is after to find yeah, out what the extent of this I glamour actually that, is. Like, if you're going to be glamouring, I think it would make sense, at least if we're assuming that it's based on like a, a fairy tale glamour, then that would extend to the clothes as well. So well, you don't I, need to this is my undress thing. the corpses and put on their bloody clothes. Also, like, how long has it been at this point since <laughs> we put the girls? Ten minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, I get what you're saying. So the move only says creates illusion to fool the senses. Um, the effect doesn't last long. Okay. So, yes, that could extend to your clothes. Excellent. Okay. So my thinking is, uh, and this is Ira now, uh, my thinking is uh, that plus the car ought to be enough to at least get us in the door. Whatever you say, let's give it a try. How does your glamour roll? Do you have to roll anything or is it just like... No, I take a harm because I'm using fae powers. And then I say, I could have like a cool catchphrase. (laughs) 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 But it hasn't worked so far. (laughs) I mean, mean, I I don't think anything... The power is yours. If you want a cool catchphrase, you just have to... You gotta own it. Well, I know. I'm saying, like, I don't think anything's gonna compare to Boy Bye. So it's a Shazam. <laughs> I did, but I didn't do when I glamored them the first time. I just got a nosebleed. Well, you're you're still trying it out. You know, you, yeah. you're still trying it on. You're still Let's, figuring out your. You glamour, and then you get in the car, and then you're going. If it oh. makes sense to glamour now, I, it's up to you how long this thing lasts. Oh, but we yeah. would no, I need to get true. closer. Right. Yeah, that yeah. probably so, makes sense. So um, if we can, I think we would try and, like, approach and get an idea of the lay of the land before we actually start our infiltration. Yeah, okay. and then maybe get, like, a block out, and then we can yeah. glamour, and then... Because, okay. you know, depending on the lay of the land, this whole approach might not even work. So yeah. I guess okay. we'll see. Are you going to, like, try and drive I don't by? think we're going to drive by gonna, like, itself. sort of approach and then see what's happening from a block or two <clears> away, <throat> see what you can see? I think we're going to get close and just sort of get an idea of what the neighborhood is like and sort of go from there. So what okay. kind of a neighborhood are we in? It's sort of one of the neighborhoods that isn't, like, any one group's specific territory, as far as you know. A lot of dilapidated buildings, a lot of, like, mixed-use spaces. So there are, like, clearly some places that are being lived in. There are clearly some places that are being used as, like, black market businesses type stuff. Okay. You know, there's probably, like, a very clearly illegal, like, guns and weapons shop or something with, like, a hand-painted sign in the door. There's no cops probably- allowed. <laughs> no. You have to tell us. It's entrapment. <laughs> That's what it says in the yep. window. That's the name of the store. <laughs> So you are driving, like, and this is sort of the lay of the land. This is, like, the neighborhood that you're in is you're probably, like, two blocks away. Okay. Um, These are all multi-story buildings? Yes. Okay. All multi-story buildings, like, sort of, you know, apartment buildings um, or, like, mixed-use buildings or, like, very large business buildings. Ira will just sort of look at the others and say, I'm kind of worried if we do too much snooping around, they're going to catch on to us. I think we should just go ahead and jump in. Might as well. All right. I'm in the car with you guys. <laughs> All right. So is this where you're going to glamour, like two blocks out? 
if we think that makes sense for the amount of time that we have, yes. Which I think all of us here at the table agree makes sense. So yes is the answer. No, I thought you were going to say, I think all of us here at the table agreed it was going to be 45 minutes. And I was like, "Mm." (laughs) although actually, instead of having like a set specific time, why don't you roll me like 2d6 uh, plus spirit? And I will give you like, based on that, an amount of time that it's going to last. Although I guess you wouldn't know this in character. But well, Maybe first not. of all, before we get started, I'm going to roll to this six anyway for my foretellings. Ten. So I get two hold for my foretellings. And then let's go to ten. Nine. Okay, cool. So with a nine, I'm going to say you'll get like probably 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say 30 to 45 but thank you for See, it turned out to be 45 minutes anyway <laughs> yes y'all got there eventually i'm very proud of you before we actually enter i think i will say um uh, keep in mind these folks don't actually have uh, much respect for human life so keep your head about you and be careful all right you got it do my best do yeah that's fine <laughs> stick with that you know what i'll take it that's a, that's a good instinct run with that <laughs> so, um, yeah, so as you pull up, what you see is there is a, like, three-story building. It's one of the ones that looks pretty dilapidated. All of the windows are boarded over. In fact, the front doors are also boarded over. Are you going to park on the sidewalk? There's an alley right there. Are you going to try and go down the alley? Just let me know, like, which way you're approaching this building so that I know how much, like, the I think we're going to stay in the car as long as we can. So if we fit reasonably down the alley and it looks like a place where cars usually go, we'll head that way. Okay. So as you pull down the alley, there is like sort of a small, not like like a parking lot is overstating it, but you know how really old buildings sometimes have like two or three parking spaces at the back, like a loading and unloading dock. Yes. Yes. As you pull back, you see that there is like a loading and unloading dock and there are Faye that looked like the other Faye that you were accosted by. They're wearing similar suits. They've got shaved heads and icy blue eyes and they are like hustling people with bags over their heads like into the backs of large shipping vans not like a semi-truck but like two like cargo vans and they're hustling people back there what what do you do there's two of these vans yes there's two of the vans there's like three or four people is Um, it reasonable that we could park the car such that it blocks the path of the vans yes okay i do that okay you do that do you get out of the car how do we want to play this think we're being really suspicious right now by yeah. blocking that 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 truck. That's true, but uh, well, I, I saw a situation, and I'm sorry, I just sort of reacted. That's that's on me. But here we are. What do we do? Did we get out and claim orders have changed? I think that's a good first step. Let's take that way. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Ira gets out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as you get out of the car, you notice that one of the people who was, like, hustling people into the vans is, like, coming around and is like, hey, hey, what's the what's the idea? We got to get a move on. We got to we gotta lead that this location might be compromised. Hey, how did you guys, how did your job go? That car does not look in great condition. Yeah, let, let's just say it was a bit of a fight. Okay, did you get the marks? Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Um, do you want to help us, like, finish up what we're doing here and then move the yeah, car? Yeah, but I, I I think the plans have changed. I don't I don't think we're leaving. Oh, what are the new plans? 
to stay and to wait till further notice. Okay. I'm trying. I like this idea. I'm That's assuming, good. so like, out of character, I'm assuming that the glamour, no, you're doing a good job, but out of character, I'm assuming that the glamour applies to voices, but I really like the idea of this, like, like fae bodyguard dude talking. Like, What's up, my fellow elves? <laughs> I, too, am an elf. I'm, I'm really uh-huh. in podcasting and everything else. I'm really into character voices, and I really feel it's necessary to have a tone or a set when you when you're into a character. So when I'm talking like this, everyone knows this is Jennifer. Of course. But Nancy, I mean, I've been practicing her voice all day. So I was here and I wasn't going to speak like Ab- Alabama tones. I was going to stick to my Bostony high pitch. So I'm going with it. Oh no. I need an assist. <laughs> What'd you do? What'd you do? I, I, I rolled a five. Okay. Um, woof, guys. I know, but I get an experience points, guys. Yeah, you get, um, unless, unless somebody can help me with uh, that. Do I still get an experience point even though we, like, bump up the roll? I don't know how that works. I, I don't I think, think so. you have to. I think you have to fail overall. Yeah, you have okay. to. Yeah, you have to. Oh, you can't wow. have your experience and eat it, too. Damn it. <laughs> but I want it. If both of you assist and succeed in assisting, then we can get it to a seven. I, I if think you don't it. I think Iroh's got his tongue clenched firmly between his teeth on this one. It's taken everything that he's got not to just like start swinging. <laughs> okay. As much as he wants to sneak in, he's just like he sees all these people and he's like, Yeah, I, it's I, time I to go. <laughs> that's, but but that's why I'm trying to stop him from going. I know. I know. Uh, what are you doing, Fox? He's turning into a demon. <laughs> <laughs> Just very slowly. Doing slow hand very movements subtly. to uh, summon demons. No, yeah, we got a, a, a let, letter from, you know, the boss. At, <laughs> it, uh, and we're supposed to stay. I don't know why, but we're supposed to stay. Okay, okay, so mark your XP, Jennifer. Um... Can uh-huh. I roll for that? <laughs> you can, so you can roll to assist. But yeah. the thing is, is that if you, even if you succeed, you're only going to get a plus one. So the roll is still a failure. Well, <laughs> I mean, I like that that Fox is trying. I like that Fox is doing his best. He gave it a shot. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he fulfilled the letter of the law. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, I, I hope you're happy, Michelle, because uh, how well we did last game, we're now failing rolls. Yeah, you got it all we on did your it. system. Good work, everyone. <laughs> okay, so um, this guy crosses his arms and he looks at all of you and says, huh, that's interesting. Uh, we haven't heard about any letters like that from the boss and then he, like, kind of um, cocks his head and is like, hey, David, uh, come here. I have something I need some help with. And we, David. We've got it right here. Oh, you got what? The letter. Okay. Come here. It's, it's right back here in the trunk. <laughs> Ira pops the trunk. And does it have the body? No, 100% okay. not. It is bloodstained <laughs> to hell. Okay, the first but, guy... So, so, yeah, the aim here is just to get the guy, like, looking into the trunk. Yeah, the first guy is walking over to the trunk. David is uh, walking up between the vans, 
And so he, the first guy will like walk over to the trunk with you, although he is very clearly suspicious. We didn't ask, how many guys are there? Yeah, that's like a really good question. Oh, right that's now. fine. Okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> okay, so, well, as David is approaching, the other guy, as he's walking towards the trunk, turns around and makes a hand signal at him. David eyes all of you. I'm just, sorry, this is, it's getting a little confusing because it's all happening simultaneously, yep. but, um, because you did fail a roll, so I get to do a thing. It's true. David looks at all of you and snaps his fingers, and Nancy, you can tell that the glamour is not working anymore. Yeah. So you're all just, like, standing there. The other guy stands at the trunk, um, looks at it, and then looks at you, Iroh, and says, yeah, what am I supposed to be looking at here? And ha- you can see that he has his hand on a gun. Okay. And meanwhile, David is gearing up to... Yeah, cast I'm, magic on you and you grab him. Yes. Yes. Do you have to roll for that? I do not. I just take a harm. Oh, you're at two harm already. I am at two harm already. But Love you know it. what? Um, I've given him three harm, so he can almost fall down to the ground. <laughs> he can almost fall down. <laughs> <laughs> what does this look like? Like, what's what's the visual here? So, yeah, so like he a- walks over, and I'm like, "Go ahead, come over here." Um, and he comes closer, and I kind of just grab him, like, right above the elbow. And I'm, like, like pulling him closer, but as I do that, I, I hit Wither. And I don't know how my powers work. Do I just be like, Fae powers activate! Wither! <laughs> so, I, well, does it, like, is there, like, a visible draining of life force? Or, like, do you think that it's, like... Like what is it? What do you think it, the visual effect looks um, like? Here? The only thing I could think of is maybe my hand glows, but I'm trying to think of what color would be best with a. I would think either like sickly neon green or like angry red. Yeah. So maybe either both. one of those. Like, and I kind of grab them closer to me so I can hide. Like you know, like I grab them sideways so that like no one can see his arm other than the other guy that is behind us. But. You're taking care of him, right? Guess we'll see. Okay. Let me know when I can act. So with three harm, he is like barely clinging on to consciousness. He's still standing, but like he is clearly weakened. Iroh, what are you doing? So Iroh is going to shoulder charge this guy in an attempt to like force him into the trunk. Okay. Roll me with... Roll you with... Blood. Blood. Cover you in blood. Got it. <laughs> Yay, That's what blood. we do on eclipses. Here we go. Eight. Box, please tell me you're staying in near him so you can help him usher him into the trunk. I went around the back, unfortunately. Okay, so. Damn. Fox is just awkwardly standing in the middle of the area, like looking <laughs> just, around. Just still <laughs> harping on, like, no, we had a letter yeah. from the I box. Swear, I, I, I saw swear, it. I Stop it. Like, and I'm like, his suit. And I'm, <laughs> he's like, he's no, like, no, I, I swear. And then I'm like, and I'm like, looking at Fox with a head motion, like, get, get, what, what are you doing? <laughs> So, uh-huh. with an eight, you get to choose one, which is you get to inflict terrible harm or take something from them. And then you also have to choose one of they inflict harm on you and you find yourself in a bad spot. I am going to take something from them, ideally his mobility. Okay. Uh, I just want to, if you want to like... I want to trap him in the trunk. Yeah, we yeah. can say that that and, successfully trap him in the trunk. Um, and I'll take harm. Okay. As you like knock this guy into the trunk and then shut the door. And I'm assuming that 1920s mob cars probably don't have those like little glow in the dark safety handles. No. <laughs> I, I just see that you like get your finger trapped as you're trying to like. Or he could shoot me. Yeah, I was thinking that he probably. Yeah, I was thinking he has like a knife or a gun and like manages to get what. So mark one harm. Okay. Fox is still rifling. <laughs> 
You look, you look so proud of your disaster child. I am. We all, we all are. Uh, okay, so he's distracting the other two people because there's four, right? There were there were four. There were now four. one is trapped in a trunk. One is starting to struggle in Jennifer's arm, and then two people, the other two people, heard some of this commotion and are coming up from between the vans as well with their firearms drawn, curiously looking to find out what the hell is going on. And at this point, I I definitely have my gun on me, and I just hit the guy over the head. Well, I think it's Fox's turn. Okay, we'll go ahead. I mean, we don't really do an initiative, do we? But we don't do initiative. You can, if you have something. Um, yeah, if you have, if you have something to do, you can do it. I just um, don't want to be struggling idea. with three characters at this yeah. point. I'm like, let's handle the two. I I hit him with wither and knock him over the head, and then it's your turn. Well, you're gonna have to roll blood. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. I'm the boss. Oh God. Nine. Okay, um, yeah, so you knock him out, and then you choose... He's like the butt of the gun. Yeah, he. you either have harm inflicted on you, or you find yourself in a bad spot. I definitely accidentally hit myself, too. Like, I hit him, and I, like, bounce off, and I, like, smack <laughs> myself with the gun. Okay, take, like, half a harm. Okay. Um, so you're currently a two and a half, right? I know. Oh, it's boy. Okay. Oh, boy. How many do you have? Five. Oh, no. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Y'all are See, it came out anyways, even without Jennifer doing the... Do we have a healer? (laughs) No. No. me. But it causes harm for me to heal. And I can't heal myself. Oh, Lord. Okay. You, Fox, please do something. You. (laughs) So Fox is going to pull out his... Wait, how close are they to Fox? Um, They're, like, rapidly approaching, probably, like, six to ten feet away. Um, okay. And moving closer as you are doing whatever you're doing. Then he is going to pull out his shotgun. Okay. And fire at one of them. Okay. That is also unleashed. Unless you don't have... Do you have any special attack moves? Oh, hey, you get plus one armor, so remember that. And the ongoing. Okay. Um, yeah, so you do not have any super special attack moves, but... Can you hand um, me a pencil really quick? And you will roll 2d6 plus blood. I got eight. Okay, cool. So with an eight, um, this is the same thing that happened uh, with the other two. So you get to inflict three harm on one of them with the shotgun. Um, so one of them is, like, real messed up. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because three harm with a shotgun from six feet away does not look super chill. And then you get to choose one of the two, which is they inflict harm on you, and you find yourself in a bad spot. Well, I guess there are there two of them going towards me, right? So yes. maybe one of them shoots me? Yes, it would be totally feasible that one of them would shoot okay. you. Um, so take one harm. I'm very stressed about all of you already. Take one harm, and I think we are back to um, Iroh probably recovering from getting shot, like, in the leg or whatever, yeah. shoving this guy in a trunk. He winces, but um, in a flash, he draws his uh, cold iron pistol and takes aim at the uh, one that just shot Fox. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Four? Is oh. four good? How's <gasps> four? How's <laughs> four? You oh, get to march at X- XP. That's, that's good, true. right? You get to mark XP. Mm, delicious <laughs> XP. If... If the guy is distracted by Fox, would that give any sort of advantage? I don't think so. 
damn it. <laughs> not enough to uh, turn that into a... Love it. Not enough what happens to... on a four? Um, what happens on a four? Fucking A. I think that you get shot again by the same one who just shot Fox and uh, drop your pistol in the process. All so right. So take a harm. Okay. Um, and your pistol is probably like three or four feet away, so you're going to have to scramble to get it. Iroh, like, takes one in the shoulder and, like, uh, scowls uh, trying to find his pistol on the ground. Okay. I open, like, I scramble to open one of the car's doors to hide behind it so I can take some cover and shoot at that guy. Okay. Roll with blood. Oh, um, I'm scared. Six, seven, eight. Okay. At least it's not a four. Yeah, at least it's not a four. So, are you aiming at the one who has is already riddled with shotgun pellets, or the other one? The other one who shot at. Okay, so you uh, hit this. You hit the other one in the shoulder. And so there's now one guy who's pretty. There's the guy who has been riddled with shotgun pellets. Who is like I'm assuming. I mean, he's still standing, not in great shape, probably. And there's the other guy who just got a like shoulder wound. So there's that, and then. You have to choose one from they inflict harm on you and you find yourself in a bad spot. I'm, I'm going to go with bad spot. Okay. They are both rapidly approaching. Your attempt to take cover was not successful. No, but I'm trying to avoid harm since I'm like Yeah, dying. no, you're trying to avoid harm <laughs> since your Nancy's not looking super hot. This is what I get We've for being a risk taker. 30 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, I think that... That the guy who has been riddled with bullets like takes a moment and you see some like sort of green energy surround him. He is suddenly re energized and like uses that to get closer to you. And he like this guy has his hands on you and has a pistol pointed at your head. So Nancy is now by the car with someone who is pretty wounded, pointing a pistol at her head. Iroh is at the trunk of the car, uh, a couple feet away without his pistol injured. Fox is injured also, but I think still standing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So what's Fox gonna do? He's gonna shoot again at the guy who he shot before. Okay. Uh, roll me with blood, please. <laughs> oh no. Five? Oh no. That's good. That's better than four. Yes. <laughs> but do you get to mark XP? Yeah, you... Oh my god. <laughs> So we're all going to level up this round. I can't wait. I can't wait to be dead or and dead. leveled up. <laughs> dead, but strong. Dead, <laughs> strong in the afterlife. <laughs> Thursday is the new Friday. And then we turn into ghosts. Your gun Fuck. explodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fox takes aim at the guy who has his gun pointed at Nancy's head. He sees you and is like, oh, I don't think so. And it points the gun at you, uh, shoots the gun. You're going to take another harm. You've also dropped your gun. It's several feet away. So now everyone is, or you two, Iroh and Fox are unarmed. Nancy has a gun pointed at her head. One of these guys is still pretty severely wounded. The other guy is not so much. And I think it's Iroh's turn. Technically, I have many other weapons. Yes. Oh, yes, that's true. But regardless, I think given the desperation of the situation. So since he is aiming now, so he's still got Nancy in his clutches. Um, he's taking aim at uh, Fox, but he's facing away from Iroh. So Iroh, I think, is just going to bull charge this guy and just try and run him down and just try and knock him down and try and let Nancy get loose. Okay, roll me with blood, please. I need to stop saying it that way. 
No, we're giving up our blood to do these things. <laughs> we're bloodletting to, to be able to. I mean, function. tabletop RPGs are like satanic, right? Duh. <laughs> Ten. Oh, thank God. <sighs> okay, so Iroh is taken over with some kind of berserker rage, and he cares about his boy. <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, tackles this guy from behind. Um, do you like after you tackle him? Do you like hit this guy? Like I think he probably like knocks him down and starts throwing elbows at the back of his head. Okay, yeah. So Iroh knocks. Yeah. Um, and and Nancy goes and grabs his gun that he just dropped. Yeah. Well, that was a complete success. So yeah, we can say that Nancy gets knocked back the other direction. Um, grabs. Are you grabbing your gun or Iroh's gun? The no, the guy he just. Oh, okay, the phase gun. Yeah. So you're grabbing that the gun. Phaser. The phaser. The <laughs> phaser. <laughs> yeah, so you grab that gun. You successfully have that. This guy is now, like, completely unconscious. And your situation just got a lot less dire. And now, whose turn is it? I guess Nancy, probably, since you just grabbed the gun. It makes sense for you to go next. So um, are you going to take aim at the other guy and shoot? or? So wasn't that the only guy that was really... Because the other one is riddled with bullets, right? The one that Iroh is now beating the shit out of is was already riddled with shotgun pellets, so okay. he's down for the count. I thought I thought it was the more successful dude who hasn't been riddled no. with bullets. No, nope. it was the shotgun riddled Damn. guy. Um, hey, I have a quick question. Yes. What does my plus armor give me? It reduces the amount of yeah, harm you take actually, each time so you take you harm. You shouldn't have taken any harm. My bad. Um, erase your so, harm. So if I've taken two harm, I erase one harm? Or no, you, each it, time that you take harm. It, you take one harm off of it. So I've given you one harm twice. You've you taken both no of those. harm. You've actually taken zero harm. Well, sweet. <laughs> I'm so, doing good. My yeah. boy. <laughs> so Fox. My golden great. child. <laughs> yeah, while Nancy is dying over here and uh, taking all the risks and had no armor. Uh, uh, Iroh took a lot of risks, too, <laughs> to be fair. But uh, Iroh's a big boy. Full of blood. Full, full of blood. <laughs> Got buckets to spare. So so I pick up the the phaser and like stick it in my dress and pick, go pick up my gun and hide. <laughs> You're I, not going to attack. I suck. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I, I don't I mean, think I, of Nancy as much of a gunslinger most no, days. That's, that's no, no, but I'm just gathering weapons at this point. Um, so Wait, here's the fun thing. Do you, you see my pistol? <laughs> That's yeah, worth I, several gold pieces. Where did it go? I, I get that, but are you going to hand me your pistol? Well, no, I was playing out a farcical situation where Nancy stole Iroh's gun oh. to sell it. <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah. That, that's probably true. <laughs> so um, you're still going to have to roll to get out of the to get out of the danger. So you got to roll 2d6 plus blood for that, too. Okay, well, then fuck, I aim at the other dude and try to shoot him. Okay. <sighs> I'm gonna die, guys. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I have plans. Oh, fuck yeah, 12, bitches. Okay, uh, so... You find a perfectly shaped garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you're gonna aim, take aim and shoot... So, so like, I, I pick up the phaser, I find my gun, and I mm. I double yes. shoot at this guy. 100%, that's what oh happened. I definitely be like... <laughs> then I'm like... And she shouts her catchphrase. I'm like, suck it, motherfucker! <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> I don't have a catchphrase. No, so I don't know. Uh, it could work. Uh, 
Oh, We're not spinning wooden nickels over here, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. It's a couple of tears up from I got to take a dump. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I got to take a shit. I got to take a shit. <laughs> so, that is her Actually, price. if you shouted that while shooting someone... <laughs> They'd have a very confused last moments of life. Um, so, are you are you trying to kill this guy? Yeah. No, uh, well, like, are, uh-huh. you, are you? I, I want. So you have a complete success here. So basically, like, I don't whatever... want to kill him because that's against Nancy's moral code. But I definitely want to get him on the ground. Like, so injured. He's not so dead. did he shoot out his kneecaps? Yeah, both yes. of them. Yes. Both his okay. knees just disappear. Okay. And just so, a fountain. But okay. Okay. I just I just hope that does not like hinder the mission at all because I didn't kill him. Yeah, you kneecap this guy uh while shouting profanities. And <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, you gonna shoot at me, motherfucker? Okay, and sorry. And he's <laughs> down for the count. You know, I think even for that being kneecapped would probably be enough pain to make you pass out. Does that sound fair? That seems fair. That's fine. So, yes. So this guy is, everybody's unconscious or dead. Um, Congratulations. You've solved my (laughs) fey puzzle (laughs) 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 with guns. And uh, what are you going to do? And at this point, Nancy's like, oh, I don't feel so well. (laughs) So what are you going to do now? I feel fine. You were standing (laughs) in this parking lot. Well, don't worry. Now that I realize that you have one armor and actually checked how much guns should be doing. You're lucky that I didn't look at that stat before, I guess. So everybody is. Are you threatening my child? (laughs) So Don't ever talk to me or my son again. (laughs) (laughs) Which is going to make it difficult to play the rest of the adventure, but we'll we'll make do. Uh, Everyone lives happily ever after. Uh. (laughs) Um, So you are standing in this parking lot surrounded by dead or unconscious people. There are still, there is like some commotion happening Iroh, by the van? Iroh jumps up and is like immediately moving to tear off these bags, trying desperately to, and he's calling out like uh, names that neither uh, Nancy or Fox have heard before, but it's names of people from his family. Um, he's like, Gregor! Greg! Car! May? May? And he's just yanking off bags in the hopes of like, maybe someone from this contingent is Rachel, but also his family who disappeared in uh, yeah, mysterious I was about circumstances. To say, Nancy runs over and starts yelling for Rachel and starts doing yeah. the same thing. Okay, so because I don't know anybody else. <laughs> yeah, so you are helping these people out of the vans. There is nobody that you recognize, Iro, as y'all are shouting for Rachel. One of the people is like standing up and kind of like jump. I mean, like her hands are bound. Like her <laughs> hands are bound. She's got a bag over her head, but she's like, "Yeah, uh, who's who's saying? Are you here to help?" Yeah, uh, Melody sent us. Is there anyone else inside? Oh, yeah, there's people inside, and they probably heard what just happened out here, so I don't know what... I don't know what your plan is, but you need to... You probably need to uh, act fast. Are the- Everyone, get in the van! Let's take one of these vans with people in the back. Will it fit all of them, or do we need to take both? You would need to take both. But Okay, so Nancy doesn't have a driver's license. <laughs> Well, you're going to have to make do. <laughs> but but both of them know how to drive, there's, right? There's the fake car is blocking also. Uh, so Iroh is going to go move the car immediately. Pre- presumably, Nancy is, like, helping herd these people on. Yes. But are you, like, taking the bags off of their heads and stuff? The, Iroh is absolutely doing that. Yeah, yeah. okay. I would hope so. Um, so, <laughs> no, <laughs> just go. I don't care if you run into somebody else. No. I'm just picturing you having this conversation with, like, a like a 19-year-old girl with a back over. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 
as you help these people, like they are also like trying to figure out how to get out. There are a couple of people who just like, just like <laughs> fuck this, I'm out. And, like jump <laughs> off the loading deck and are like off running. Sure. Iroh goes to move the car. Um, as you come back onto the loading, like, I, I, how do you do? You just like back out onto the street. Mm, that's a very good question. Yes, but he's going to park it very deliberately on the other side. So is this building, does it have like a stair up, like a brownstone, or is it basically like I can walk in off the street? In theory, you would be able to walk in off the street, but the door is boarded up. Okay, that's fine. I am going to park the Faye car on the other side of the street and leave it running. Okay, and then what are Fox and Nancy doing during the while Ira was doing that? I'm ushering people still. I don't know okay. what Fox is doing. Yeah, same thing, just getting all the okay. people. And then Iroh is going to come back. Yes, I assumed you wouldn't <laughs> chill in the running car. Well, um, he's, uh, he's done that a surprising number of times. Just ditch true. us. Fox and Nancy, as you were helping people get unbound and get, like, situated in the van, reassuring people, there are a lot of people here. There are people from all ages and all walks of life. All of them are humanoid, but not all of them are human. Um, in addition to Rachel, there are a couple of other people who have, like, tattoos or facial features that would mark them as being non-human, like being um, a different kind of fae than seems to be associated with these people or being shapeshifters, that kind of thing. And at this point, neither Iroh nor I recognize anybody but Rachel. No. Okay. I guess our Fox, too, because, yeah. 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 Nobody, yeah, none of you. I recognize Fox. <laughs> <laughs> you all are doing that. And as Iroh was walking up the alley, you start to hear voices from inside the building. You hear the voices and two more Fey guards come running out in similar suits. And then you hear like sort of a thunk, thunk thunk of something very heavy walking and Nancy you recognize the figure that comes out next which is one the of Iro giant uh, yeah. <laughs> yes the the iron germ the iron germ <laughs> the um what the, <laughs> uh, the mech the iron mecha I, we started calling them mecha golems mecha golems uh, so, <laughs> that was that was not my that was that, not that my, was totally charlie yeah, that was definitely Charlie. Charlie in um, his non-magic ways. This creature that walks out with, like, really heavy footsteps onto this loading bay for Iroh and Fox, because y'all have not seen this before. Um, this is, like, a creature that is probably, it's, like, six or seven feet tall. Like, it has to, like, duck and, like, come sideways through the door. It's huge. Um, it's six or seven feet tall. It is, like, three feet or maybe more wide. It has glowing red symbols running in a line starting at the top of its forehead down to like about where the solar plexus would be on its abdomen. It has like sort of geometric flourishes around the room, uh, like framing the runes. It's clearly meant to like look humanoid. It's not, it's, it's very well designed. It's very pretty, but it's also horrifying because it has glowing red eyes that match the runes and no mouth or nose. So what do you do with this revelation? Do we know that um, Nancy and the others have dealt with this before? I don't know. What do you do, Nancy? So where where is everyone located at this point? Iroh is coming up the alley. I don't like, know that probably he's... Probably coming around yeah, the building so as I this think happens. with all this noise, he would sort of be like creeping around the corner, trying to get an eye on the situation. Yeah. And Fox is... Uh, with you. Okay. Pres- I, Fox yeah. is presumably like getting ready to drive one of these things, right? Yeah, pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. So I like slam the door down to one of them and kind of hit the back to tell you to go ahead and go. Can Rachel drive? Are you sure yeah. this isn't a situation that could be helped by a demon? Can't <laughs> make situations be helped by a demon? <laughs> Maybe, Maybe, but... I kind of just want to get the fuck 
out of here. I kind of don't care. I just want to get these people to safety at this point. So we're going to try to run. Yeah, which might okay. jeopardize the mission, but my moral code tells me just get these people to safety. Yeah. So I hit on the back of your truck and I like motion to Rachel. I'm like, I can't drive. Can you? Uh, yeah, Rachel says, yeah, I can drive and starts like... Get in like, the seat! Go, go, go! Climbing up through the... So... Oh, my God. Um, I'm like, this thing that you don't want to mess with. I think when Iroh sees that they're getting ready to get going, he's going to sprint back to where the other car is parked. Okay. Everyone is going to have to roll an escape roll because that's what you're trying to do. I would like to, if yes. that's okay, use my hunter ability this way in a uh, attempt to lead people out of danger. Yes. I'm going to do that. Okay, please do. Okay. Try not to roll a four. No promises. <laughs> what is it? It is a four. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. You need to trash those dice, my It's dude. fine. It's fine. But, but I have an idea. Okay. Um, I will hear your idea and consider it. Here is my idea. So on a four, the way this ability works is everyone's safe but you. You're left behind and the way is closed to you. They have vans and there is a thing that is presumably about to give chase. Iroh is in possession of a vehicle that get between that thing and the vans. Okay. So, so you're going to sacrifice yourself so we can get he away? He doesn't know that he's going to die. He doesn't know anything about how this thing works, but he knows how a car works. I'm, I'm trying to think of a way that Nancy can be like, hit the runes, but she doesn't know all this oh, is happening because she's mm. in a truck. Uh, <laughs> uh, must, must need an oil change. <laughs> so the vans, y'all start pulling out. Nancy, your van makes it out just fine. The two fey guards, like, jump and start chasing you down the alleyway. And then as, like, you pull out, Iroh pulls his car and gets between you and the Fae guards. Mm -hmm. Fox, your van is being pursued by the Mega Golem. And so, like, as you start to pull out, it is, like, running along... It it is, like, approaching you swiftly down the alley. And it's, like, scraping on the side of the alley. There are metal sparks flying off. And it puts a hand on the front of the van and is, like, starting to pull it to a stop. And then it looks like, quote-unquote, because obviously its eyes don't function 100% the same as, like, human eyes would, but it looks inside the cab and leans towards you and the color of the runes flickers. It's red and then it's like a neon blue and then it's red and then it's blue and then it's red and it's blue and it's like this, it's almost like it's short circuiting. The movement gets sort of glitchy. Then you hear this ethereal voice like sort of echoing from the vicinity and it says, Fox? And you recognize the voice because this is the voice of your brother who has been missing for many years. What do you do, Fox? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, stop, first of okay, all. <laughs> so Fox hits the brakes on the van, and we can, you know what, I'll give you, we can cut away and then cut back. So, out on the street, Nancy has pulled away, is further down the block. Iroh is, has stopped his car in front of the two Bay guards cutting them off. Do you immediately start shooting at them? Like, what do you? What is your action? Iroh um, grabs the uh, uh, steering wheel, buckles his safety belt, and yells back to the guy in the trunk. Hang on. 
lets rip and tries to run these two down. Okay, um, you're going to roll with blood for that. Hell yeah, I am. Eleven. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you, you do that. <laughs> you successfully mow it. It's like a dunk a dunk and um, you ran these guys over. Um, you, they shouldn't have kidnapped kids. Yeah, no, I don't know how they, yeah, they, no, they set themselves up for this. They are not good guys. It's true. Fox is like, fuck this. Okay, so can I see the mecha golem from where I am? Yes, you can see from where you are. You can probably see like sort of the light changing and see like the, the you okay. can see like what I just described happening. Sure. Nancy, all of this is disappearing in your rearview mirror. Are you just going to hightail it? Like, what do you think? Right now, my, my main concern is definitely getting those people to safety. And I know Iroh would feel the same way. So Yeah. No, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Like, I no. think that this makes sense. I'm just making sure. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get away from this area because we know this is, like, I don't know. I'm, we're probably high. Would, would we go? What, where, where'd I go? I don't know where I'd go. I'm, like, back to the speakeasy? Yeah, I think I think I'll go. To, I was like, do I want to lead him to the speakeasy? I don't know. I don't I don't even drive. Rachel, I don't know to go. Oh, that's true, actually. You're not driving. So are you just shouting directions at Rachel? Like, you can actually see all of this play out through the back windows yeah, of the van because you're not like, driving. I don't. <laughs> the only people who you could see following you Iro just like mowed down in the street. So if you get out of there right now, you are not going to be followed back to the speakeasy. Okay. So yeah, I, I start just yelling codes like, no, ten, 10 left here. No, right over there. You're on the left. Jeez. Come on, Rachel. Rachel is exasperated and is doing her best. <laughs> I, I get that. I'm just- <clears throat> yeah, y'all are on your way back to the speakeasy. Fox, what are what are you doing? Yeah, but uh, why? What the fuck? Iroh is one hundred percent aiming his vehicle at the golem. Oh, okay. Um, are you going to try and hit it? Absolutely. Okay, roll with blood. I've got some. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know. Yeah, no, it's true. He sees something bad. (laughs) Interesting. That's a seven. You're going to either inflict terrible harm or take something from them, and then they inflict harm on you, or you find yourself in a bad spot. I am going to inflict terrible harm and find myself in a bad spot. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So so are you like... Like going full force, and then you hear Fox yelling for you to stop, and then you try, but you you can't in time. So you just kind of hit him, but not all the way. I mean, he's I'm driving. To think of like how you're getting it like part way, but not completely. I was imagining he just gets like completely like, obliterated. He, yeah, well, he gets hit, but his car is just totaled, and now he's like trapped in the car or right. something like that. Yeah, um, and the golem is presumably not dead and very angry. So you hit the golem um, that is leaning its head inside the cab of the van, Iroh. You dent it. You dent it. And you, Fox, you had just started to hear in that same sort of echoey way, you had started to hear your brother say something else. He said, I've been lost, but I thought I felt you. And then the car hits it. And the energy light starts flickering again, and it flickers back to red. And 
the golem is severely dented and turns around and puts two hands on the car, which is also pretty dented because it just ran into like a chunk of metal. I imagine it's like just accordioned against it. Yeah. And like pushes it off. And now Iroh, you have an angry mega golem um, bearing down at you. What are y'all going to do? Hmm. I would like to use book learning. Okay. When you encounter a supernatural creature, roll with mind. Seven a hit? Yeah. Okay, good. Ooh, good. Uh, You get to tell me a bit about it and how it can be killed. And Fox, are you doing anything while this is, or are you just like staring in shock at this scene playing out? Uh, He's going to try and get the golem's attention just by yelling at (laughs) You're staying in the van and yelling, what's your brother's name? Corey. You're sitting in the van yelling, Corey! Uh, While this golem is bearing down on Iroh, Iroh takes a second to examine the runes. Like, so what's happening is you're looking at this creature, you're looking at the light, you're looking at the runes. And he pulls out like a little feel guide. (laughs) He's like, please wait. What What Pokemon is this? I'm going to (laughs) die. It's not the original 150. That's all I know. That's true. You are looking at this creature and you realize like you're kind of like piecing things together and you don't have a 100% grasp on this, um, but you're sort of remembering that there is like an obscure school of magic and like that overlaps a little bit with like dwarven metalwork and they trap spirits in machines or in like some kind of form. So you've seen like some of these runes you recognize. It's not usually done with something animated like this. Traditionally, what what this would look like would be like binding some sort of a spirit to an inanimate object and having it like guard a place or ward a place. So like the runes would be a combination of binding runes and like a command to guard or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, You've never seen or heard of anything quite like this that is like a moving metal creation. What you know from your reading is that to release the spirit that has been bound in something like this, you need to destroy some of the runes. Um, If you can scratch them or somehow remove them from the golem, then the spirit will be released. Okay. So do you have something to do or do we cut back to Iroh figuring out how to act on that information? Do you have something you want to do? Well, Fox doesn't want to hurt him. um, And the only things that he has is hurting people. (laughs) So uh, he's a little stuck to just trying to get his attention at this moment. So you're still sitting in the van? Well, can he get out or is it because uh, if he's. Yeah, I mean, if you. I'm imagining it kind of blocking the yeah, door. Yeah, I at think the it's, moment. it will probably be pretty tight because you're still in the alley. Yeah. Um, but if you want to get out, or I mean, you could also d- drive the van into the street. You are inside a movie vehicle. True. <laughs> you could drive the van and then get out, um, or you could struggle in the alleyway. Try to climb out the window. <laughs> Is that what you're going to do? Yes. <laughs> oh okay. I don't even know what to make you roll for that. <laughs> Trying to climb out the window. He yeah, gets like halfway and then falls out the rest. Escape. Uh, yeah. So I think that would be escape, I guess. Although you're technically running into danger. But like, I think that 2d6 plus blood makes sense either way. So um, roll me 2d6 plus blood. Please. Okay. But how could this possibly fail? I don't know. It's going to get stuck halfway in the window and I'll be able to get out. If anybody can fuck it up, I'm pretty sure Fox can. I mean, you're correct. (laughs) Seven. Okay, so with a seven, what's... (laughs) 
What's happening is you're climbing out of the window. It's just taking a little bit longer than you thought. Like your your suit is like snagging on like a hook on the wall or like something in the door. So you're climbing out of the window, but Iroh is going to get to do something before you get over there. And your suit is torn also. He's still yelling the brother's name and like trying to reach out and grab him. Okay. Yeah, I think at this point they're probably like 10 feet away, I'm going to say. So, so not super far away, but out of like immediate finger. Okay, to yeah. bring. What are you going to do? Iro is still kind of panicky about the situation. So what he is going to do is reach under the seat and grab his shotgun and try and unload at the runes. All right, roll see, me. Just see, see, see what goes on there. Oh, that's not a roll. Eight. Eight. Okay. Um, and that's like uh, with blood included? Yep. So um, with an eight. Yeah, I don't see. I mean, if you're aiming, it's a bit like. I mean, if I simply can't do any. That shotgun doesn't have any like magic modifiers. Yeah, anything. no, it doesn't have any magic modifiers. I um, no, I'm just saying like I think in even though that's a mixed success technically, like yeah. according to the rule because of the mechanics. Like yeah. if you were, if it, as far as the fiction goes, I don't see any way that you can like actually miss the runes even with a mixed success. Um, so, oh, that's fine. I was more commenting on like I don't even necessarily expect it to work. That's just what yeah. Iroh would do. What is your downside here? Do they inflict harm on you, or you find yourself in a bad spot? Um, I'll take harm. Okay, so I'm thinking that what happens here actually is that it's not even harm from, like, the golem. It's like you just fired sh- a shotgun inside a relatively enclosed seat. <laughs> While sitting in a driver's seat, While yes. While sitting in a driver's so. seat. So, um, also, I have a bullet in my shoulder. So. Yeah, so um, you're going to take one harm, like, just for... Like a the, dummy. Yes, the, the glass, the well kickback in the shoulder, the etc. You fire the shotgun at the mecha golem and it staggers backwards and you can see like as it staggers backwards that several of the shotgun pellets have like impacted the runes and the light is flickering again and changing from red to blue but it's also so it's like changing back and forth but it's also like getting dimmer and then growing brighter and it overall is like kind of the same effect as shorting out and this is about the time when you are going to reach them with your torn suit jacket as the, <laughs> as the, oh um, no, as the, don't tell me Fox is not going to care about that later. Um, <laughs> as the Mecha Golem is stumbling backwards and um, you can see the light flicker, like both growing dimmer and lighter, but also um, like changing from red to blue. Uh, what do you do? Uh, he's going to step in front of him um, and yell to Iroh to stop. Okay. Uh, and then is that, do you want to say anything else or do you touch him or? I don't know. I don't, I don't think that he would want to touch him because he doesn't really know any of the information that yeah. was given to, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's just going to like try and make sure that they're not trying to kill each other right now. Okay. Fair. So um, when you yell to Iroh to stop, the Mecha Golem continues to like, stumble back a foot or two and the light changes so that it is flickering it is now flickering like blue light um but it's growing um dimmer and the mecha golem um falls to its like hands and knees and you start to see like at the edges of the fingertips and the feet that the metal is uh almost eroding like it's starting to crumble off do you react to this like or do you watch it happen what's what's your reaction 
Yeah, he's watching it happen kind of very stunned and, and panicked. Okay. As you're watching it happen, it continues to crumble. The light, though, grows brighter. So the blue light grows brighter and the metal continues to crumble. After the metal is gone, there's like this like glowing sphere of blue light and then it sort of like coalesces and there's like a blue, like a hollow deck version of your brother standing in front of you. Uh, what do you do? Hi. Hi. It's been a long time, right? Yeah, what's happening? I'm pretty sure you were human once, I think. No, I was. I don't I don't remember. It's been it's been so long. I've been I don't remember I remember you and I remember like I remember being taken from you and I don't remember what happened after that. I just remember being in that thing it, like it like a cage and for a long time I don't know how long I didn't know if I was still I didn't know if I was still anything but I felt you and then I came back and I saw you and now I'm not in the cage anymore I don't know what's happening also what is Iro doing right Iro now? is like kicking the broken door out of the side of the car and at this point he's uh, thrown the shotgun aside and he's pulled out his knife and he's just sort of like staggering in um, Fox's direction and he's like, kid watch out! <laughs> yes, Fox, your turn. Can I, can I see the, the projection? Yes. Does it look reminiscent of Fox? Yeah, I think it would, I mean I'm assuming there's some resemblance, yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. This is, I think, my brother, or some variation of him. Your yeah. brother? Yeah. Or once was. Uh, hey, you're, you're Corey? Yeah. I, I think. Kid, this, this is the whole reason you've taken on that debt of yours. Yeah. That, that whole bargain. Yeah. I, I don't, can we bring you back to human uh, I mean, kid, from what I know of these things, this is a a vessel for spirits that would otherwise be on their way. I don't know. All I know is that I was trapped in there for so long. I don't know. I, I don't know where my body is, if it's still around. Corey, let me ask you straight. If you go back inside of that thing, are you liable to start trying to trash us again? I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, when I was, when I was in there, I didn't have, I didn't have free will. I wasn't, I, I couldn't do anything. I was just, it was like the only thing in my head was something that somebody else put there, um, telling me to kill or guard or something like that. And it's not there now, but I don't know what would happen if I tried to go back inside and he like kind of like nudges the like crumbling metal pile of course his like foot goes through it doesn't look like it's in great shape anyways can Iroh sort of make an analysis of what this crumbling is going on what's happening there yeah in certain cases depending on like what kind of runes were used if the runes were destroyed it would like destroy the vessel especially with vessels that were created specifically for this purpose versus, mm-hmm. like, you know, a tree or something. I don't know. Um, but with something that was, like, created 
by uh, sentient creatures with the express intent of like trapping a spirit inside it. It's the magic is like baked into all of it, not just the runes. Right. So if you destroy the magic, then it just sort of falls apart. Okay. Kid, um, I, I'm sorry to say this, but I feel like you got a ticking clock here. Besides which, we got a van full of people we got to get out of here. Well, could we transfer his consciousness to something? I will say uh, also, yeah, the ticking clock comment reminded me. He's like here and having a conversation, but he's fading in and out. Like he, it's not like a super solid vision. Is the bot still like moving periodically? Like it's trying to come back to life? No, it's just like a pile of metal at this point. Okay, good. Yeah. I hit it with my car. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know what to tell you, kid. I, I'm no Vex. I, 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 don't, I don't know how to do any of that. I just, I just know how to keep people safe, but that, that doesn't extend to folks that have already gone, gone on. Well, I, I guess there's nothing left to do. Okay, that sounds. I mean, that sounds honestly not worse than anything that's happened to me so far. Anything is better than being trapped like that again. Corey, I'm real sorry. This is a, this is a raw deal here. Is there, is there anything we can do on this side to help put things right? Find those people. I don't, I know I wasn't the only one. I didn't have a, a, you know, I don't have like great memories, but I know I wasn't the only one that they were doing this to. And I think they were doing other things. I don't know. I don't know what their plan is, but I don't think it's something very good. Do you know where we can find them? I don't. I just, I don't. Do you remember like a landmark or some sort of something distinct I think I was underground for some of it I remember what sounded like caves like echoing echoing and water running in the background and like hammering like blacksmiths but I don't that's that's like that's all I got Corey I I don't know where you're going after this but rest assured that back here we're gonna take care of these bastards thank you sir and then he turns back to you, Fox. Fox is going to, like, put his hand up. Oh, that sounds... <laughs> yeah. Mich- Michelle's going to cry. <laughs> uh, yeah, Corey also puts his hand up and, like, touches touches your hand and then, like, tries to go to move, like, hold hands. Um, but his, his hand just goes through yours because, obviously, he can't hold your hand. And he says, I'm sorry I didn't find you sooner. Well, I'm glad that I was at least able to find you in the end. Yeah, I'm glad that this is the last thing. All right, bye, I guess. Bye. And he takes his hand away and, like, starts to wave and, like, sort of flickers and then is gone and there's some sparkles on the breeze. Like a bad 80s movie. Uh, And then you are left standing on the street. What do you do? Fox is just going to stay standing there for a while. I I already gave him a hug. Aw. My boys. Kid, we need to go. That's true. You do need to go. Can you still drive that thing? Yeah. Yeah, I think I can. All right. Let's, uh, I, for want of anything better, let's head back to the speakeasy. That's probably where Nancy is. Is there, like, any of the metal that Fox can take? Yeah. So he's going to take, like, a chunk of it. Yeah. Oh, my heart. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You set this up. Yeah, it's your true. fault. <laughs> <laughs> I made a joke on Twitter that DMing is like that Simpsons gift where you're like, huh. Oh, I made myself sad. <laughs> Iroh is going to be respectful about it, but he is also going to take a chunk for purposes of tracing bad guys. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. So you guys both, like, yeah, there's probably some, like, fist-sized pieces left. Okay. Um, if you want to, you can probably grab Can I get piece. the actual fist? 
Um, yeah? <laughs> yes. Okay. I was going to say, if you want to, you can grab some runes, but... Um, I will also do that. <laughs> okay. Just stuffing bits and pieces of it in your pocket. That's that's 100% Iroh's MO. Fox is just like giving you a look. He's being respectful about it. He's letting you get the choice bits. (laughs) Just the best brother parts. And then Iroh is going to turn back to the Fae vehicle that so reasonably ran into the Mecha Golem. Is it still drivable in any condition whatsoever? The like Hitman's, it's pretty banged up. Kid, give me one second and then I'll be aboard. Iroh walks to the back, picking up his shotgun from the floor of the car and pops open the trunk and levels his shotgun at the Fae trapped inside. Is he still conscious? Uh, Slash alive? He's like barely clinging to consciousness. He has been in a trunk. He's had a day. Yeah, he's had a a day. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse, I'm sure. Iroh looks at this bastard and is like, from out in the country, farmlands. My name's Iroh Kanakaris. Where's my family? Do you want me to roll? You can roll, yeah. That's with blood? Yep. Yeah, it is. <laughs> of course. That's a five. Okay. <laughs> well, um... Iroh is not cutting an intimidating figure. Uh, Granted, he's pretty fucked up. <laughs> so, what happens is... He just sort of regurgitates blood. He spits blood at you, like, intentionally. And then you see the thing that we discussed earlier with, like, the equivalent of cyanide capsules, but for Faye, where it's, like, some kind of iron thing, like, iron poisoning. Mm -hmm. Um, Before it takes a fed, I shoot shoot his head off with a shotgun. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, you get nothing there. Okay. Um, I feel like you should maybe take harm, but I don't know if that even matters narratively since we are going straight back to the speakeasy. Can I check his pockets to see if he's got anything? Um, yeah, the only thing you're going to find is another, like, ledger book. I'll take um, it. Yeah, with, it has the same insignia as the one that you got from this car, actually, um, after you took care of all the people that were driving it. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. you got another ledger book. And then y'all get back in the van? Yep. And roll out. Okay. Y'all also head back to the speakeasy? Okay. So Nancy obviously gets to the speakeasy first. Dolores sees you walk in, Nancy, and sees the shape that you're in and is like walking towards you immediately. It's just like, what? Just with a mop. And and I like, I say, no, Dolores, don't worry about me. There's others that need your help. And I usher her to the van. All right. So that she like walks outside. We get Melody is like following, like Melody doesn't even talk to you. She just like, runs out the door immediately after Dolores. Um, Rachel is getting down from the van as Melody runs outside. There's a very, like, tearful, happy reunion, um, crying and kisses. Uh, Dolores is, like, checking people over, trying to triage, see who is more or less um, wounded, etc. And and I'm, like, ushering them into the speakeasy, just trying to get us out of the street at this point. Yeah, fair. Iroh and Fox, what's the uh, van ride back to the speakeasy like? I imagine it's pretty quiet. Depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quiet van ride back, and uh, Dolores is in the process of patching everyone up. There's like a like a line going. Um, is someone going to try and dispose of the vans, or y'all just going to leave them on the street for now? I'll put them in the alley just so that they're out of sight. Okay, fair. Yeah, Dolores like sees you taking the vans out to the alley, and she goes, "I'm gonna uh, once I'm done taking care of Nancy, I'm gonna put some tarps over those. I feel like we want them. Put several." Yeah. Tarps. Yeah. Got it. Love it. Uh, Gonna sit down. Yeah. 
that that sounds fair. Mm. Um, I'll I'll get to you after I help Nancy. Sure. Before um, the the evening ends, Iro tries to get a hold of Fox and just be like, "Um, I'm sorry that didn't play out better." It's all right. I mean, I couldn't really have hoped for better. You know, I had no idea what the situation was, and it had been so long. Most likely, where I was going to go. I've I have no idea where my family is. Maybe it's these. Faye that took him, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's something altogether else. And I'm not saying, you know, you're all better than I am, but there's a comfort in knowing. And you can at least accept that. I agree. Well, what are you going to do now? I don't know. Yes, figure out how to move on. Yeah, that's wise. Grown-up-like. I I mean, you know I, I am an, an adult. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. Wink. You are. <laughs> Thanks. Iro pats him a little too roughly on the back, <laughs> given the amount of violence that the two of them have both seen. Like, I think Iro manages to, like, hurt his own shoulder <laughs> in the effort of patting him. Aww. Iro, Fancy, and Fox stay there at the home base they've created, commiserating with each other about loved ones lost, how to move on, and what to do next. The speakeasy fades away into the distance as twilight turns to night. Underneath the city, with amethyst light and a quiet waterfall in the background, violet eyes meet another set of violet eyes as two fae converse about recent troubling developments. They call themselves the Lightbringers, one says, as the other nods solemnly, eyebrows knit together in concern. Back above the surface, Felix's golden eyes gaze thoughtfully on his second-in-command, listening to another report of Shapeshifter Rebellion. Moments later, a messenger interrupts them with news of Rachel's reappearance. Felix's attention is diverted and his face breaks into a relieved smile while the scowl on his second-in-command's face goes unnoticed. Much further away, two pairs of eyes watch all of this unfold, weighing the potential outcomes. One set of eyes is mismatched, light green and dark violet, and the other looks like the sky at night studded with stars. After a long while, the forces behind the eyes turn away to discuss their strategy in the face of the oncoming storm. And somewhere else entirely, in a dark, damp place, a pair of red eyes flares to life as hammers echo in the distance. Thank you for listening to Serendipity City, and that goes double for this, the last episode of our first season. I am so thrilled to have finished a full season of 23 episodes, which came from a year's worth of hard work, or more than a year, actually, and very much appreciate all of our cast and crew, as well as all of you for listening, and all of my friends and my girlfriend, who have all listened to me vent and brainstorm over the course of this last year. Before I go into the usual outro stuff, I'll talk about our scheduling plans. I'm working on my own Powered by the Apocalypse hack. I want to use that in seasons two and three. Because of that and various live events, we probably won't be able to start recording season two until February. One of those live events will be going to PodCon 2 in January. So if you'll be there, feel free to say hi. I'm going to try and get some stickers and other goodies for any listeners that find me there. But either way, I would love to say hi to you. All of those changes mean that you can probably expect full new episodes in late February or March after I have a playtestable version of the PBTA hack ready and after I have moved. However, there is going to be some bonus content in the meantime, some mini-sodes, some behind-the-scenes stuff, some bloopers, so make sure to stay subscribed to the feed. If you have any questions for me or any of the cast, feel free to send those questions so that we can do a Q&A episode. Uh, you can do that with the social links and the link to our community Discord, which is all in the show notes. 
if you want to get an NPC named after you in season two, you can become a patron or you can also be entered in the NPC name lottery by tagging us on Twitter with a tweet about the show or writing a review wherever you listen to podcasts and tweeting a screen cap at us. Speaking of the Patreon, don't forget to check that out for sneak peeks, behind the scenes content and other things going on, especially during the hiatus. If you're curious about that, make sure to take a look at the link in the description and also on our site at serendipitypod.com. Many, many thanks to patrons like Melanie Burton and Ed Goforth for making it possible for me to spend more time on this and other projects. In season one, we played a combination of The Sprawl by Hamish Cameron and Urban Shadows by Andrew Medeiros and Mark Diaz Truman, with a few things added in here and there from Dungeon World by Sage Latora and Adam Coble. All of these are hacks of Apocalypse World. Sound effects and music were a combination of public domain and free to use, with a full track list in the episode description and Battle Bards. Thanks again for being here with us through season one. If you've enjoyed it, please consider rating and reviewing or telling a friend about us, because that is the only way we've found listeners so far, and the only way we're going to keep finding listeners. And have a great day! Podcast Fox got a pina colada and is sitting in the corner booth just staring at it. Is he twirling the umbrella? Yeah. Oh. And it goes all dark and we fade out. <laughs> On the sad note, that was this episode of Serendipity City. Join us next time when more of our family members die. <laughs> oh, and there's like a minor key version of Margaritaville. As the <laughs> like the saddest notes on a piano being played in the background. <laughs> <laughs>